0: She could have said, she could have said, she could she she she
1: 26, 2014, and you're listening to Size Matters, episode 16.5. Something like that, yeah. No, it is exactly that, because I, I no, had that's plenty right. of always, time. watch the date. I had that's plenty right. of time to actually look at what date it was, <laughs> since I was waiting for you. All for, for an hour a and, a half. and a half. like an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> anywho, my name is Kwadu Bashir, and I'm your host. My name is Kenza
2: Chimobi, also known as TripZilla. I am your co-host. I am Dragonian, and I am tired. Yeah. And his voice is like 85% back. Why don't you sing us a ditty, Dragonian?
3: Nobody knows the trouble
4: I've seen.
1: <laughs> okay, never gonna I don't think... You, you up.
4: never gonna let you down. Never yeah, never that, that down.
1: song is more your your speed, Dragonian. You're much more of a uh, of a Rick Astley than Gino, a... uh Than a, Gino. you know, Negro spiritual. Kent's in my
4: ears can't take much more of that.
2: I'm sorry.
3: I can't wait
1: until you can hit the high Nobody should teach again, no. Nobody should sing Aerosmith, especially <laughs> not Aerosmith.
0: Um, Let me just start by it. it. Yeah, I got
1: things yeah, to invent. Yeah, I'm an idiot no, for Change your world. Fortune 500 no. before
4: kissed a girl. I'm a pimp, you're a nerd. I'm slick, you're cheesy. Beating you is too yeah, easy. easy. Make the product of the artist yeah, chooses. Juices. And the goofy that,
0: that Melinda uses. 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 I need to like bring, bring up the basic, basic shit. Why'd you, Why'd you name you company after your dick? You
2: blow jobs. You are Okay, anyway. So I got.
1: I remember liking that one. I got kind of. Offended at the Muhammad Ali versus Michael Jordan one because <laughs> they they kind of make they make fun of Muhammad Ali. Here Parkinson's. comes Jordan, or here I comes Jordan. Actually,
3: hate John all of those modeling, except for two there,
1: of them. The, the Steve Jobs, really. Ma, the Steve Jobs, Bill Gates one was good. That um, one was
4: really good, and Stephen Hawking's versus Albert Einstein was really good. I've not seen that one. And My here's why one? I hate and I absolutely hate <laughs> epic rap battle or, of history is because those it? two sh- uh, those two videos showed how great of a concept it could be and how like awesome they could do it, but then they right. do all these other retarded ones like Captain Kirk versus <laughs> like Columbus and like Darth Vader versus Napoleon and okay, no, Batman, wait, wait, wait. Captain versus Kirk versus Columbus up sounds.
1: <laughs> Like, like a stroke of genius in my well, it, no, it is, 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 it, I think it's stupid because it's, it's really not good.
4: relevant. Stephen Hawking and Albert Einstein is <laughs> relevant.
1: Steve well, well, Jobs. Wait, 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 wait. How is Stephen Hawking and Albert Einstein more relevant than okay. Captain Kirk and Christopher Columbus? Well, because I mean, Stephen
4: Hawking's work was all based on <laughs> Albert Einstein's theories.
1: But yeah. well, Christopher Columbus and and Captain Kirk were both uh, very much you know explorers. No, one and, of them doesn't exist. But hey, my favorite I've seen wanted, William Shatner. Uh, he does Priceline commercials.
2: Have you guys seen the Bob Ross versus uh, Pablo Picasso one? That one's my favorite. No, I don't I watch those. I am the greatest, those. the modern hot Muhammad Ali. You ma- I melt faces. Call me MC Ali. Your whole body of work is a fluffy mountain of crap. You like the PBS version of Nickelback.
3: But yeah, like I said, I, I, I kind of
1: got soured on them by them making fun of Muhammad Ali's Parkinson's, which...
3: But I like that, that that's
1: It's one of those things that... He, he you know Muhammad Ali is still alive he has publicly you know gone through that disease over the past 15 years and he is in many ways an you know an American hero because of that uh, because not because of that because of his stands in the 70s but also you know what he's gone through in the in the modern times um also he's from Louisville my hometown and you don't mess with my people from my hometown he's is he is the Louisville number 1 so i've got to stand up for him
4: a more petty, like, problem that I have with the concept is when they do the Sherlock Holmes one, and they have Sherlock Holmes do that thing where he, like, zooms in and he starts, like, yeah. looking at specific things so he can, like, plan out a path that they did in the new Sherlock Holmes movie, and I thought that was fucking stupid, because they tried to make him out to be, like, some kind of martial artist ninja genius, which doesn't make any goddamn sense. There was well, a new
1: Sherlock Holmes movie?
4: Like, well, new, new-er, not, like, brand new, but
1: the one that came out a couple of years ago. There was a Sherlock Holmes movie that came out a couple of years ago? Yes, and they I made him into, totally like, a ninja
4: where he'll be, like, fist fighting with someone, and he'll, like, freeze time, and he'll be like, okay, he's gonna go this way, so I jab, and then I left, and kick, and punch, and he basically has, like, precognition for, like, fighting, which is
2: dumb. Speaking about time, the Doc Brown versus Doctor Who no. takes so much tail. No, dark brown if you always don't talk, wins that. The doctor, doesn't even really matter who. Who am I even talking to? Oh, yes you, the one with sign, Einstein minus the stash, Travels through time. So, kind, but what so,
1: so here's a question here, cuz I don't know anything about Doctor Who. Do you, you do you guys know things about Doctor Who either? Yes, my proximity.
2: Yes, kind of. So, the TARDIS
1: oh. is the time machine, correct? Yes. Yes. Did he invent that, or how does that? How did that come to be? That is it. I a know, I it's, it's like the type of spaceship that the Time
4: Lords used. It stands for time and relative dimension in space. It's wow. like a, a pocket dimension. Dragonian.
1: So the answer that then to did he invent that is no, right? No, he
4: did not Perfect. invent it. Though he like he knows how it works and he could build one, but he is not the one that invented. But artists. but yeah, anyone
1: anyone can build something if you, if you have seen how it works and and you know did the blueprints. Doc Brown created time travel from scratch,
2: right? That, well, what I'm saying he's is, he's is that forever... the Doctor
1: knows how to build time travel technology. Yeah, but he, that's because he was taught. He was told how to. not well, I mean, because Doc Doc his Brown civilization is super advanced. Yeah, well, so you, he's got, he's got, he, he is not have the ingenuity, the American ingenuity that made Doc Brown great. Nine-year-old well, Time Lords could build something better than what Doc <laughs> Brown did.
2: Well, if you combine the two, I mean, Doc, uh, Doc Brown built it from scratch, and then Doctor Who has all the know-how. So, Not to mention, the, the
4: TARDIS is trillions of times more advanced than the DeLorean.
2: All right. but still, the DeLorean. The TARDIS is the has car, a pool. What does the, the DeLorean Tardis?
4: have? It's a food processor.
2: The DeLorean is a car. Um, excuse and- me,
1: that was not a food processor. That was a Mr. Fusion, which took trash and converted it into energy, which is light years more advanced than anything we have. So uh, I, I, I don't think you can call it just a food processor there. All right, don't get The TARDIS is powered by not- a neutron explosion frozen in time. Oh, gosh. And, and, and apparently, you know, those should be coming out in the next year. It's, it's 2014. We've only got one more year to go for flying cars and hoverboards and, and Mr. Fusion.
2: What if that really happened? What if the year 2015 hits and all of a sudden all of that stuff just just drops?
1: Well, you know, the hoverboards really are there. It's just the uh, the toy manufacturers uh, were hamstrung were from from bringing them because of the parents groups. They they couldn't release them out. Huh. That, that's what that's what Robert Zemeckis uh, said. The director of Back to the Future too said when uh, <laughs> in in a video he was joking, but it kind of became a. Right. Uh, I guess it wasn't, like, a viral thing because I it was believe 1989. I we could make cover
2: boards with today's technology. We totally could. We could
1: make cover boards that would not work Other than maybe just, like, a five seconds. here's a real interesting
4: fun fact. I I don't know how much you know about Doctor Who. Do you know what the sonic screwdriver is?
2: I've heard of it, but I don't know exactly what it does. I know it's his main weapon.
1: I know what the sonic toothbrush is. It's
2: it's
4: a sonic sonic screwdriver. Like, it's literally a screwdriver that's powered by, like, sonic waves. So he can, like, use sonic waves to, like, turn latches and screw things and unscrew things from a distance. And that technology exists in real life. And they actually have real-life working sonic screwdrivers.
1: Cool. So your—I don't want to call him a superhero. Because he's not a superhero, but your your protagonist's uh, ma- one of his main powers is the ability to do handiwork. Yes, ex- that's actually exactly what it is.
2: He travels through time with class.
1: That's kind of lame.
4: The whole concept of Doctor Who is he never—he doesn't want to fight. He never uses guns. He always outsmarts people.
2: See, it's like it's like Vash the Stampede on Dragon. Except for the that.
4: new Doctor Who, for some inexplicable reason, has no problem <coughs> killing people when the other twelve Doctor Who's saw it as like the worst thing you could possibly
2: do. Right. Um. Well, I fear that we're treading on some uh, very thin ice and might mm-hmm. potentially upset uh, the Hoovian society.
1: I have no problem with that. I have no problem with upsetting Hoovians. What? We're gonna
4: upset them. We would only upset them if I said something like Matt Smith is a shitty doctor and David Tennant needs to come back. Oh, did I say that out loud? Dragonian.
2: I, I, I will. Um, I'll send your will, and I'll, I'll take care of your will for you. You know, you
4: know. Look, your little cartoony fish fingers and custard is no match for Time Lord Victorious. Uh huh. Victorious. Doctor what, who? who people will get the quote. Oh, okay. The only thing 1. 1.
0: Scared
2: 21 the gigawatts. Out of me. Yeah, <laughs> 1.21 20 gigawatts. God. The only thing 20. that, like, uh, freaks me out about Doctor Who is the Weeping Angels. Holy freaking Dude, like, I I have talked
4: in depth with several of my friends. If they were ever going to take something out of, like, a TV show and make it its its own thing, they should totally make, like, a horror movie series just about the Weeping Angels. I know, right? They're one of the most badass, like, horror monsters I've ever heard of. Like, it's it's literally Boo
2: from Mario on Crack. Seriously. It's, uh, it's terrible because they move it like you, you the just speed made them like, yeah, like
4: 30% less cool.
2: Gosh, <laughs> 20%. Anyway. Um, but So, anyway. Yeah. We're going to. Let's
4: get back we? to the actual podcast now that we're done talking about things that have nothing to do with the podcast. The Who cast?
2: Dr. Who? We can now talk about The Who, the band. Hey, Kenson. Good topic. Yes. yes.
4: Knock, knock. Who's there? Doctor.
2: Pet Doctor who? <laughs> uh,
4: anyway, Quandry. Oh, us. Gosh. Quandry? Where's our soundboard? He's playing
2: a game. I hear it.
4: Quandry, okay. stop playing video games. But it's Donkey Kong. <laughs> I swear oh. to God, Quandry, we waited an hour and a half for kids, <laughs> and I'm not going to sit here and wait for you two.
1: Have any of you guys seen. Uh, oh, I landed on the barrel. Have any of you guys seen uh, the documentary King of Kong? Um. Which a, one is that? It sounds familiar. It's it was a documentary about uh, I don't remember the guy's names, but uh, basically a guy who was trying to break set the record for uh, highest score in Donkey Kong, oh. and uh, Billy Mitchell was the guy who who had held the record, and I think you know a bunch of other records, but uh, this other guy was was you know just really really. In, uh, in, through, in, uh, incredibly enthusiastic about Hi Kong. Billy
2: Mays here
1: Not Billy no. Mays Billy, Random <laughs> no. Billy Mays No God damn it um, um, Billy Mays versus Benjamin The thing Franklin. I always Go. remember about King of Kong In a scene where they He's like playing Donkey Kong in his garage They, they have the video in the, in the background you hear it's like Four or five year old kid yelling like, "Daddy, daddy, come wipe my bottom! Stop playing Donkey Kong!" That just freaking
2: reminded me of the South Park episode where they're addicted to World of Warcraft, and as one of the Mama best comes down, and yeah, with the hot pockets and the the toilet
3: thing. Stop, ah, oh That's
0: <laughs> <him>! <Beth laughs>
1: What is what is your opinion of the best, oh, best gonna... episode, uh, Dragonian, Since you're a big fan, I know. <sighs>
4: that's really hard. I really like the World of Warcraft episode. Yes, that's uh, one I've not seen. So
1: I the can't Guitar remember. Hero episode, my love. I've not seen probably 95% of the <laughs> episodes.
4: There was some there was something really interesting in the, in the South Park episode of World of Warcraft that most people don't realize. Is uh, at the point like when they first talked about like. Um, well, I guess you haven't seen the episode. There's this one oh, part where they're out. like, We have There's to spend no this much amount of time killing boars in order to get to max level. Yeah. And it was like like three weeks, five days, and like something like that. And yeah. when the episode originally aired, the time that they said was the exact time until the release of the first World of Warcraft expansion, Burning Crusade. Cool. Come on, and guys. Most people you, didn't you wanna catch you wanna that. just sit out
2: here and bounce a ball all day,
4: or do you wanna sit at your computer? Um but the the newest three episodes like the three part series about like Game of Thrones Did was actually pretty win? funny especially how they tied it into we their know, own video game know, which
1: was also know, pretty funny we know, we know, we The we ones know, I think I remember seeing um there was a the two-parter oh. where it was like they went to family the family guy headquarters and also there was something involved with the image of Muhammad You would um, think
4: that's bad
1: <laughs> And I, I remember seeing The Passion of the Jew that the one where I guess you know, was it, uh, ah, which one's the Jewish one? Not Cartman, no. not Kenny, not Kyle. 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 Okay, yeah, well, he gets kind of ostracized uh, because of that and because nice. of his religion. And then the one that was like themed after queer eye for the straight guy. Uh, <laughs> the metrosexual one, and the, uh, and the one where they said shit uh, about
4: 165 times. Like crabs talk like uh, people. Actually, yeah, you uh, know, no, I have to say the best episode, I have to say on principle, is the two-parter of the 200th and the 201st episode that you can't watch anymore, because it featured Muhammad and they got death threats. That's, so that's comedy the Family central, Guy one, that's
1: the one I'm talking about. No,
4: there, there, there was two. They, no, they, yeah, they, yeah,
1: there were two ones, and, and it was it was the one where Iacom made them cut off. No, uh, no, no.
4: no. Okay, there there was the original episodes about Family Guy, where they, like, were talking about Muhammad showing on Family Guy, and then for the 200th episode special of South Park, they did an episode where it was all about, like, bringing back old shit from old episodes, and they were, like, breaking the fourth wall, saying, oh, no, this is happening again, because they brought back, like, the Muhammad thing, they brought back, like, Scientology and uh, uh, Tom Cruise, they brought back a whole bunch of stuff, and, like, one of the main themes was that, like, a bunch of the villains, like, all the people that South Park has ever made fun of, wanted to kidnap Muhammad so they could take his power to never be made fun of. Because, you know, it's, like, super taboo to make fun of Muhammad. And, like, they apparently got death threats, and the people that make South Park were like, we want to post this, but Comedy Central overruled them and wouldn't let them air the episode. Um, And there was actually, well, they aired it, but they bleeped out a whole bunch of stuff, and they actually did censor Muhammad... Um, and there's even the end of it. Um, well, yeah, they censored
1: Muhammad in the Family Guy episode too.
4: Well, I mean, I mean, they, they ironically censored him in there, but they were supposed to have actually shown Muhammad in this one, but they forcibly like really mm-hmm. censored him. Um, and you know
1: how the, at the way end it of most was episodes, the way it the, was portrayed, it seemed like even in the Family Guy one, it was not ironic. No, it, it was well, like, it was I ironic. mean, they, they knew that they would be censored to maybe, maybe I guess, I, I guess it depends um, on... But,
4: like, you know how the end of every, every episode, there'll be something where, like, Stan or Kyle will get up, and they'll say, you know, I learned something today, and they'll yeah. talk about what they yeah. learned. Unironically, like, this is something that Comedy Central did, like, against the wishes of the guys that made South Park. They had Matt one Stoker, of those speeches Matt, at the end of the 201st Stone, episode, and, and they bleeped the entire thing. So there was literally, like, two minutes of just one big, long bleep <laughs> while Kyle is trying to talk. And it just it sparked this big controversy because you can't watch the episode online anymore. Uh, they, they refused to air it on TV, and they even went back and pulled the uh, the Super Best Friends episode, which actually showed Muhammad.
1: I remember hearing uh, a few weeks – probably a few months ago at this point – that they actually finally missed a deadline for, like, the first time in 13 years or whatever they've the show for. Yes, before. they did. Um, b- because, because if, for those of you who don't know about South Park, they uh, – they, are animating and making that episode sometimes literally until like the day that it airs or the day before it airs maybe. Commonly. Um, and, and that's just, you know, one of the ways that they've always done it. But then I think that there was a power outage uh, yes. at their, at their studio in, is it in Colorado is where they make it, I think? I think so. I'm
2: going to have myself a time. Yeah. Cause they, they explain that they <laughs> is that always try their, to do is that
1: even their theme song anymore? Yeah. Should be. I, I, I that's think the last
2: they, they don't
4: even really show their theme song anymore, yeah. but that is technically the theme song. Okay. Now it's Wiener. 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 wiener, wiener. wiener, wiener. But, uh, One Wiener next to another. Wiener. But they explain that the reason why they always try, they always do every episode within seven days is so that they can stay so topical, so they can yeah, yeah, hit yeah. on issues like as they're relevant, not Absolutely. like some shows that, you know, will touch on, like, 9 11, like, six months afterwards.
1: And it's, it's amazing that like they can do that. In a that TV. they. Yeah. I mean, part of it is the reason that their animation style is so simple, Basically, but yes. uh, but it's also at the very same time iconic. You know, it's it's and South It's gotten Park. a lot better. I mean,
4: especially yeah. like go go on like southparkstudios.com, dot com, watch the first episode, and then watch the newest episode. Right.
1: The thing is, the thing I've always found with South Park is that it is incredibly hit or miss. Like they have, and yes. for me, it, it it misses a lot more than hits. Like I think ten percent of their stuff hits really hard, and the other stuff is really really bad. Um, but when it hits, know. it's great.
2: <coughs> I don't watch it. Only I feel that they that have, have, like, watched, entire
4: or... seasons where they, you know, they miss. Yeah. Like, I think it's, like, the 13th or 14th season. Literally, all they would do for every episode is they would post a guy's face on the screen, and they would spend five minutes just calling him a dick. Like, the Whale Watchers episode, they literally just posted the, like, whatever the fat guy in Whale, Whale War's name is, they posted his picture on screen and just spent five minutes calling him a fat, lying sack of shit. And that, that was, like the satire of the
1: episode. The thing is I think when they put when Trey Parker and Matt Stone put their mind to it, they can they're, they're genius with are artistic genius. I think the South Park movie is amazing and yes, uh Book of Mormon is fantastic. I've never uh, gotten to watch it. Well, I mean I've never watched it, but if you just listen to like like the soundtrack or whatever, uh it's it is a great musical. It's it, it, and part of that is also the influence from the guy from Avenue Q who was with him. Uh I forgot his name, but
4: um that's why I'm really
1: anticipating the video game. The Book of Mormon video game? No, the, uh, the Stick of Truth. <laughs> no, no, yeah. And then that's the thing. It's like, I'm, I, I think that could be really awesome because when they really put their mind to something, and they've had to put their mind to something because they've delayed this game for like a year and a half now, so obviously they are – they are doing some effort well, to it. Part of that was publisher Part stuff, of that was THQ. It's the fact that they're directly them.
4: involved. They didn't just give the license to someone and say, hey, make us a game. They are directly involved in that like they are in the production of so every episode. So the thing episode.
1: is, that's kind of been said with some of their games before. It seems to be more true this time, uh, but, but they have... You know, that, that, and not just their game. I mean, that's been said about like the Ghostbusters game that you know Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramos were writing the script. We when, uh, well, yeah, like the
4: difference it. is they they got the guys that wrote Ghostbusters to come back and write a sequel they didn't want to do twenty years after the the movies like were g- done. Sure. Whereas this is like the guys are actively like making this a major project. It's not just like someone sending them a script and they're okaying it. Right. They're actually writing like all of the stuff and, for and that's the that's why I game.
1: Think this has the <laughs> best chance of being a. Good licensed product. When most licensed products are steaming piles yes. of dog turds.
2: You know what I
4: So, just do you out? think we should finish the South Park cast and get back to the actual cast?
2: <laughs> if <laughs> well, you want. I you I just thought of something real fast. If it's okay to share it. No, mm-hmm.
1: I mean go ahead. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, considering well, we've been like just going on
1: on <laughs> on for about twenty minutes, we're not gonna let kids talk now.
2: Okay. Well, it's is punishment. So, you guys heard it like everybody knows. I think about uh the Uncle Phil basically from Fresh Prince of Bel Air passing away is like. Weeks ago or something, three weeks.
1: Um, Will no, Smith. But, but go on.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I never
1: back. watched Fresh Prince of Bel-, Bel Air.
2: Oh, okay. Well, maybe you will not like. How this did you shame. watch Fresh
1: Prince of Bel Air? You were like a fetus when that when that. Yeah, I on. know, right? Well, they, Even they, I they, was they, too young for that show.
2: Thanks to my parents, they actually raised me um, on things that they grew up with and other stuff. So I actually have a pretty um, interesting. Did uh, you background on? Like but they 90s, wouldn't have grown 80s, up with they
1: wouldn't have grown up with Fresh Prince of Bel Air because that well, was they didn't grow up with it, but they okay. watched it a ton. Was so, I mean, was did you watch it on Nick at Night?
2: Uh, yeah, that was one of the places. Damn it! But anyway, blah, 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 blah. anyway, um, I want to get on to the regular cast. So I just want to say uh, Will Smith on Twitter. Uh, he basically was talking with NBC and he posted this like a picture of his chat with NBC or ABC or something, and said hey, I want to do a tribute episode for Uncle Phil. Uh, Would you guys be all right with getting the old original cast back and, like, doing another episode of Fresh Prince? And they were like, well, that sounds like a great idea. Let me go up and send it up to corporate. And he gets a reply back, okay, we just need viewer support. So Will Smith was like, oh, my gosh, guys, if we can get a certain amount of retweets, we're basically going to have a brand-new Fresh Prince of Bel-Air episode. And it made me think of that when you guys were talking about the, um... Equals the thing.
4: So just one thing to throw out about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air real quick This is an actual theory about the show this That can't so be totally unproven In the entire show of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Will Smith is dead He died in that fight on the basketball court, and the cab driver that picked him up in the cab was God taking him to purgatory, where he moves in with his rich aunt and uncle to deal with all of life's problems so that he can solve his problems and move on to the afterlife. And his parents only occasionally show up in the show to help him deal with problems, and the reason they're not always around is because they only show up when they
1: visit his grave.
2: That's... Completely and utterly dark and oh my gosh makes sense too. Also,
1: Kenson, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air aired on NBC, not ABC. NBC. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um. So. Uh, that just Funcast. made me think of Majora's Mask now and the whole Majora's Mask theory, and we can go into that some other time. And now I'm snuggling a Skyflyer.
0: Yay. So.
1: Uh, you,
2: you guys know about the Majora's Mask theory, right? Yeah, it's yeah. he's dead. It's freaking. It, it makes the most sense out of anything that I've ever heard about a game theory in my life. Like, I mean, it's it, pretty
4: much proven by the fact yeah, that, you know, they it, say that when Yeah, the only that thing that's missing
2: is... is that Nintendo and uh, Miyamoto has not actually come out and officially said it. That's it. Like, everything else is complete. I mean,
4: technically and... they did say it with one of their video games. If you play Twilight yeah. Princess, you meet the shade yes, of
2: the, the hero of time, who's that a staff That was host. confirmed, and that, like, added so much to it. Because even Termina Field... Termina, Death, that's not even subtle... So, anyway, we can move on to the emails now if you want to. But I'm just—I'm so stoked about theories now! Yay! We should come Mario up with the size is a psychopathic theory. son of a bitch. Size matters theory. We're all technically dead right now, and we're just—we're hosting Size Matters casts from Hey, Kim, Bur- Do you like Mario? I do like Mario. I love Mario. You
4: should be You're ashamed right there of, of my hopes yourself, and dreams, aren't you? Yes, I'm going to ruin Mario for you after this podcast. No,
1: I'm going to ruin it for you right now. Do you know that in the manual for the original Super Mario Brothers game, no. they they basically say that in the bricks that Mario is hitting, that is trapped. That is basically Bowser having trapped all of the uh, people from the Mushroom Kingdom. Yep. So when he goes through and is breaking these bricks, he is committing mass genocide mario <laughs> is a genocidal fuckhead who should be wait, locked wait, wait, in clung, jail there's
4: a whole bunch more to it than there, that there's a lot so more i'm more going to totally Freaking ruin mario gosh you guys home. you know how the first game that mario appeared in was Donkey Kong where he has to save his girl from Donkey Kong cuz Donkey Kong kidnapped her yes. That was not the first Mario game. Mario first appeared in one of the Mr. Game and Watch games where he is a circus performer who's whipping and setting on fire Donkey Kong, forcing him to ride on a unicycle and uh, catch things while fire is falling into his hands. I
1: don't think that's that game exists, but I think that came after Donkey Kong. Nope, oh, it was you the very guys. first appearance of
4: Mario. Are you sure? I am positive.
2: I have I have so much lack of knowledge in these things. I almost feel like I shouldn't even be a part of the podcast because I don't even know what to Wikipedia say. Wikipedia
1: disagrees with you.
4: Wikipedia says that the Mr. Game and Watch thing came before Donkey Kong? Or after
1: Donkey Kong? Uh, I don't think it actually lists that as a
4: i I'll show you the video later, because this is one of the things, like, this is something that Nintendo has pulled, and they don't even want you to know about anymore. Like, it's not like, it's a, like, a consp- conspiracy or They're something. They're Donkey,
1: Donkey Kong Circus. That was one of the Game & Watch games.
4: I think that's what it's called, yeah.
2: I Donkey Kong Circus, yeah. That came, out, ni- came out, that was
1: 1984, Donkey Kong was 1981.
4: I don't know. Well, anyway, let's get back to the
1: podcast. We'll I'm discuss go this later. I'm going to say,
2: it. it's probably the first podcast where I have spoken the least in <laughs> Because it doesn't matter
4: which one came out first, it still has a game about Mario whipping and beating a a monkey. Well,
1: Mario was also the villain in Donkey Kong Jr. because you played as Donkey Kong Jr. and you were rescued. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo has never – Nintendo does not treat – well, I was about to say Nintendo doesn't treat Mario as uh, carefully as Mickey Mouse, as Disney does Mickey Mouse. But now that I say that, I'm reminded that Mickey Mouse – there's a cartoon where he is in blackface. <laughs> which, <laughs> I remember that. Which is something that uh, – it's actually been released, re-released on D- by Disney on DVD where they kind of put a – Because, uh, I mean, Walt Disney is like – was like a hardcore racist, wasn't he? No, no. Disney was not a hardcore racist. He – the whole thing with the blackface is that that was a popular uh, bit in the 20s when that cartoon came out, Mammy, um, uh, which was a Vaudeville thing, and they were going off of that. So it'd be kind of like somebody today doing something with, or like referencing a Saturday Night Live sketch, kind of. You know, that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the only difference is that because times have changed so much, uh, and and we've become much more racially enlightened, the you look back on that and see it as incredibly insensitive when in the time it it may have been as insensitive but the general public did not see it as such
4: okay so we've been talking for 30 minutes we haven't had a single thing about the actual podcast so I'm going to try one more time to steer us back on topic
1: well you see I think when you steered us back on topic you then immediately jumped off topic again anywho so, stop that. so how have you guys been over the past few weeks? That's the Tired. email
2: cast song. I don't know. No, I actually played that because i 'cause I'm gonna be going to OhioCon uh
1: so it's been oh uh in the past week we've we've uh been the, we've had the January drama uh, uh on in the Furry community. You know, we had the, the December drama that we talked about uh the first week or two after uh uh of that month and and I guess it's it's time for that. Furry drama shitstorm! It um, must be Tuesday. Yeah, we don't want to go into too much, you know, with it because obviously everyone's going to have different opinions, and 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 we, as a podcast, don't have an opinion there. Uh, I've been trying myself personally to post more of my personal art to uh, different sites, not not just Affinity, but also uh, Weasel and so forth. I've got caught up on my personal stuff. I am going back through between the time that this that we're recording this and when this comes out, and I'm going to post every a link to every single episode on those three sites, SoFurry, Weasel, and Fur Affinity. Uh, and you can also follow us on Twitter, obviously, if you don't care about any of those specific sites. Uh, and the Size Matters website itself, at, uh, sizematters.com, sizematterspodcast.com. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get my own website right. We don't
2: know URLs anymore.
1: How does computer? What do? But, yeah, I... Uh, uh, Wherever you choose to lay your paws, uh, you can still find Size mm-hmm. Matters. And if there's a place that you feel we should take up a presence in, you know, let us know. Send us a uh, email to sizematterspodcast at gmail.com, and we will take that under advisement. Uh, as long as it's not a thing about leaving some mm-hmm. other place because we right. want to be in as many places as we can.
2: Because we're big and we can do that. Speaking yep. of which, I actually need a weasel. Um, I'm surprised. Yeah, you need a
1: weasel know, and a sofa. You don't have any of those. I know. Well,
2: I I have. So I I many could social say you may,
1: you may, but that's the thing. They're not really social networks. Well, that's I, I'm too.
2: already a part of a lot of websites. I mean, like, I haven't le- checked
1: Lava 5 in forever. I'm
3: so that's, sorry, No one Dinosaur.
1: uses Lava 5 anymore.
3: I do. I like you it. You know what? I,
1: I'm also part of Friendster and MySpace, but I don't use those as excuses for <laughs> well, not signing up for other sites because they don't this exist.
2: This, <laughs> there's this forum for the Southwest Ohio furs that I haven't even checked, and I, I used to be really active on there. So, I mean, if I get a weasel, I might abandon Twitter, and I don't want to do that
4: you
1: only have room for, for three things?
4: Here's what I wish would happen. They'd take all three sites and just put them together. That would be awesome. Be you got you got fur affinities, like, community. You've got SoFurry's writing, so like, like so capabilities, which, you know, is what I like, because I'm a writer, so fuck you guys, because, you know, no one gives two shits about writers except Go ahead apparently SoFurry. And you got Weasel's UI, which looks pretty nice, but... Just like FA, Weasel's story compatibility kind of lacks. Okay, so let's get to the emails
1: because we're horribly overdue and I want to go we're to bed in a reasonable time some... today. Okay. We got, we got, no, we didn't do emails last time. We have to do emails this time. I know. Um, well, we yeah. did emails last time. So I am going to go ahead and start by. Uh, start from the top here from an email from Sheboygan. 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 And the subject is
4: God, praise and topic. so long. What? <laughs> one of these emails is so
1: long oh there's I'm not bad the the one from neve is longest in the I macro
2: length podcast in all caps i'm just like ah.
1: all right hey there size casters thought i'd write in seeing as i'm enjoying the show so much i know i've said it on twitter and to dragonian dragonicarp directly uh-huh. it goes back to i guess because you were not since you don't have scales you're really just a uh
4: uh, people so horrible. are horrible.
1: But it deserves to be said again. You all are to blame for this bison getting back into the fandom. Listening to this cast every week made me remember how much I love being a part of it. So any folks who have ended under, up under my paws or in my belly have you three Titans to thanks.
3: You're welcome. Uh, with Kensen, a- you
4: just he just thanked you for him causing massacres. I
1: blame Beherit. Kenson's fine with that. With it that said, you should keep up the great work. Every episode is increasing in quality, and a certain panda deserves extra big kudos for putting it yes. together every week. And don't worry Infants about the episodes computer. being long. Macro world, macro problems, macro topics, macro length podcast, macro length emails, <laughs> macro length penis, macro length bison penis. Um, so yeah, so you guys have some uh, ideas for uh, an episode really that we are going to awesome incorporate. Ideas. We're going to save those. We're not going to read them now. Um, until, uh, uh, they are secrets so in
3: Oz. Just, but he knows know, what they are.
2: Just know that they are of such delicious golden value that they are being saved so that they can ripen and we can bear their fruits properly.
1: So,
4: And by that we mean I hoarded them and Quandary and Kenson can't have
1: them. Dragon All right. And so, he, and he wraps up the email by saying, "Y'all have a good one, and hopefully, I'll be able to write in more often." Kinson, keep on chirping. Quandry, keep on drinking. <laughs> and Dragonicarp, Carp, keep on ranting. I'll see you under polish. Boingian Bojangles. Bojangles. That's his last name. Bojangles. Oh my god. They call me Bojangles. Nah. Okay. P.S. You should call those .5 episodes "Size Matters" from Inside the Jar.
2: Yes, I agree. I to say his last name, have the greatest name.
1: Yes, and the greatest Cinnabiscuits and uh, Hash Rounds. Oh, Sheboygan do you, Bojangles. Do you have other Bojangles restaurants in uh in Ohio, Kinson? Um They don't exist in sure. Texas. I don't think so. They they're, they're mostly a southern chain. It's it's it's, it's so it's like chicken and biscuits yeah, uh, fast food. But, uh, there was one near University of Central Florida um that had just opened up when I started taking classes at UCF. And I would go there too much and it was delicious and I got fat. Er. I
2: just thought of free birds. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh.
3: Freebirds free and Bojangles are Texas, nothing alike.
2: I know, but when I'm down there in Texas, I know we're going to be at TFF. Gosh dang it. There is
1: a Freebirds literally across the street from the hotel.
2: They're. Oh, okay. We're on. We're, <laughs> yes. We're doing it. Oh my god. Okay, this one's coming in from Ganny.
3: Hey yo, it's Ganny!
2: Double carrot. Happy face. Yay. You don't uh, so have to read
1: the emoticons, Ken. I am going to read everything. Okay, okay the uh, kids is not reading anymore.
2: No. So, as far as what time period would be the most fun to be a micro in? Going with that option, since I'm a tiny. Uh, I have.
1: Uh, Did say to...
4: open parentheses, close parentheses.
3: No, you only use emoticon
1: uh, punctuation, Pop. not actual real punctuation. <laughs>
2: I'd have to go with whenever the renaissance took place. Yes! <laughs> In the macro-micro-universe. I say this because I'd like to think that this is the time when both macros and micros would be doing things together for both artistic and inventive purposes, and it would be interesting to see what the two groups would be able to do. Open parenthesis. Assuming they're getting along and not wanting to fight each other, that is. Close parenthesis.
1: Please don't read the punctuation. So that was a sarcastic. <laughs> okay. Draconian
2: made me do it, though.
1: Um, Yes, he was being sarcastic, too, I'm pretty sure. Okay.
2: Well, I agree uh, completely, and I know that uh, I had said the Renaissance Festival. uh, Renaissance Festival. Yes, that's what I said. The Renaissance era, too. Um, Because it would be that awesome mix because people are getting along. The most dangerous time period, I'd have to say, would be right before that, if there was a Dark Age. Because seriously, boop, the Dark Age's ideas. Everything. (laughs) (coughs) (laughs) Everything Jogodian said about the Dark Age Couldn't have said it better myself After he clarified what he meant that is I don't know if this is a valid fear But I'm pretty sure whoever had the power to make Sure micros were driven to extinction Or at least, the very least, near extinction In the name of a god,
1: slash power, slash whatever Then
2: eventually turning on themselves And everything would suck rotten octopus balls (laughs) Not pleasant
1: Thank you very much, Ganny For making Kenton read that
3: (laughs) Oh my god (laughs) Well, I well, was fearless. Wanted to read it.
2: I was fearless. I'll say it again. Rotten octopus, uh, suck rotten octopus balls. Not pleasant. So, yeah, that's my choice, and I definitely share Dragonian's hate of the Dark Age mentality. Keep on stomping, guys. The pandacat Congratulations, Dragonian! You have uh, something I do disciple. want to
4: point out for my own self-image is it was pointed out to me by Sylvan, who knows more about history than I do. Admittedly, apparently the primary reason that I was under the impression that the Dark Ages started is fear is. is more mythological than it is factual, because I was under the impression there was a specific story about, like, how the fall of Rome happened that had to do with, like, a certain Roman, like, general Char- or something. Charlemagne. Char-
2: Bas- a certain assassin. Yeah, what, so basically, yeah, basically totally took control
4: anything. of, like, the fanatical Christian, like, sects in Rome and used those, basically, to collapse the empire, like, to try and get himself more power. But Sylvan told me that apparently that...
0: That primarily
4: is, is not an overs-
1: quite true. It, it's, it's an bomba. oversimplification. It's an oversimplification of, of what happened. Um, I mean, yeah,
4: I'm, I'm simplifying for the sake of yes, me not standing here absolutely. for 20 minutes and explaining. Yeah, 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 yeah. But primar- he said primarily what I was under the impression of how that happened is not quite correct as far as current historians believe. So it, I would retract it was more, politics more of what I said about.
2: Well, I'm going to go ahead and blow both of your guys' minds and say history is written by the victor. Something completely different could have happened, and it was just written down a certain way. So. But you
4: do realize that it's called the Dark Ages because there's not really a whole lot written about it, right? Right, right. yeah. So, but like, there that, that is the main there, thing There was history. no Victor. Yeah. Nothing was written.
2: I know, but that was the main thing. Like, that's the main thing that in- interests me about history. Who's to say that flawed. even. there is no history? But anyway, next email?
1: I think Dragonian should read this one. Because his voice is back, yay? Oh,
3: you, God, whoever you are, are
2: you, here, yeah. uh, you you should have him sing like in the email you should tell Oh, I'm not
4: going to read this one. I'm just going to say, "Thank you K-Bob for pointing that out. I was wrong as well. I was under the impression that the bubonic Wait. plague was viral in nature, not bacteria." Yersinia pestis, the bacteria that causes
2: the various forms of plague.
4: Wait, that's K-Bob? Yeah, that's K-Bob. <laughs> it doesn't say K-Bob. Down anywhere down the in Crane,
2: that. one of my favorite
4: stories. Oh, the crane. But uh down yeah, down apparently the, the uh
2: the black plague, uh the bubonic plague um, but yeah, that's interesting that, uh, the plague or the bubonic plague is, uh, has a name, of course, it's, uh, Yersinia, Yersinia pestis. Uh, yeah, and I was on the person it was viral in
4: nature, so you couldn't like use antibiotics and stuff on it.
2: Oh, oh, geez, also, so on
3: so, so what it. you're
1: saying is that I said something and then you, you, tried to correct me and apparently parents your correction is wrong. Is that what you're saying? I reject you never, your reality and You didn't know jack shit about own. the plague. You you I said, said you was that you assumed it was, you didn't no, know. No. there's a difference. I was reasonably sure that I was right because I remember reading something about it like four days before we recorded that the bubonic plague was actually still existed and was treatable and wasn't wasn't fatal. Uh, but I didn't really. It wasn't crucial for me to go into that at that point. I, was, I just let it go.
2: That was a really strange sentence because I actually know a foxy whose name is Fatal. <laughs> <sighs>
1: All so right, so the next email after Zines? that comes in from Zeeem, and it says, Hi, Size Matters. Thinking about a question for this week's episode, I'd say the best time to be a macro would be a point of early significant war, like the mm-hmm. conquest of the Mo- Mongols or the Romans. As a oh, macro yeah, who likes to conquest. throw his weight around, Oga,
3: Oga, Oga.
1: being able to charge into a huge <laughs> battle uh, and stomp away the opposition and tear apart their strongholds would be highly enjoyable, and under the context of war, there would be no risk of being excluded from society. If anything, you'd be praised as a hero or deity, black and white style.
2: Mm, that's a really... That, that, that answer just made me just... Wow. Because basically what he just said was, Yeah, I would want to be a macro in a time of war because it'd be fun to just completely crush everything and squash everything and kill everything.
1: Wow. I think Kenson murdered. Wow. <laughs> the worst under a macro would be the modern day and perhaps even worse into the future. Well, we can't really talk about it because we don't know what the future is really going to be like. I mean, we could go to like a. Time a,
2: for pseudoscience!
1: To be like a really, we, really advanced you know,
4: future, you know. Or we could just listen to the podcast from a couple of months ago where we talked about. We talked the about future. the space. Yes. We talked about
1: space. We didn't really talk about the future.
4: We kind of we we, incorporated some future. The thing in is, there. we could totally go into another dark <laughs> age. Space could have
1: nothing to do with our future uh, because we could, we could totally collapse on ourselves. We could have, uh, uh, you know. It already kind of is starting that way. I I mean, statistically, I see we're going to destroy dragon.
4: our own civilization before we get to space. There's a proof that proves it. I
2: see a gigantic uh, universe-sized panda pause in the near future.
1: It's hard to imagine a bad time to be a macro, but compared to the early days of civilization, uh, where day. a macro could easily take his place as a god among the primitive societies, and they'd be in no position to object, a macro in Mur. today's world would be under so much scrutiny and always seen as the bad guy, even in a time of war where a macro's destructive see, power agree. could be put to use.
4: Also with our current
1: technologies, a giant would be contained or killed just to be on the safe side, and it would mm. only take one stomp in the wrong place to be branded as a public enemy.
4: Yep. That, also that
1: said, if you're a crafty macro who can escape or endure the attacks of the little people, loves to rampage and doesn't mind being hated by everybody, <sighs> I, I know some, some macros like that. The modern day has been the most developed cities to tear down and the most ov- overpopulated area, overpopulated area, excuse me, to feast on.
2: A tough life but a fun one.
1: Quantum mer. Micros would have it the other way around, in my opinion. The earlier the era, the less the greater beings of the world will care for you, at best ignoring you, at worst eating you. Being a micro would mean that you'd only have to pick a single berry, hide and be safe, and fed for a few days, but until technology somehow picks up, there would be almost nothing to live for. Meanwhile, in the modern day, a micro would have much more sympathy, at least to put to the point that common society is aware of them, and unlike rats or other pests. Wait a
2: minute. A micro would have much more sympathy,
1: or a macro? Micro.
2: Oh, okay. uh, Sympathy towards them. Okay,
1: sorry. Yes. They can be reasoned with to avoid conflicts. Danger would be still around, without a doubt, but with the infrastructure and technologies of the modern world, there would be much more opportunities to flourish as a micro. Indeed. Thinking back over what I've said, my macros could probably be reasoned with and find a place in modern society too, but I think fear would still take too many people's hearts to accept a giant among them that they could simply destroy, unless the giant was especially caring and careful. Yes, it's like I want to be! It's a great subject to get into, and the last episode was definitely my favorite so far, oh. touching on some incredibly deep and sensitive yet highly relevant topics. Really looking forward to hearing other people's opinions when the episode to read these emails which is what we're doing right now. Comes That's around. Right now. Happy stomping. Mm. Zim.
3: Yay, thank you, Zim.
2: Um, I have to say, uh, like I, I've, I, I've heard about. Uh, there's a theory that goes along with a micro living in today's world. It's easy to say that society would instantly like rebound and be like, "No, you are too scary. I'm not going to want. I don't want anything to do with you." But then there's also the idea that um. Basically, people would get used to it. Like you said, if the if the macro is gentle and caring, it would almost get to the point if enough time went by that it would be acceptable. It would be pretty normal in some cases. Like, it's, it's easy to just kind of define it as one thing, but who really knows?
4: As much as I hate – as, you know, I love to be the pessimist – Um, I still feel that it it would be much more difficult for society to accept a macro than they would, say, just like another race, like an African-American or an Asian, just because while they're different – they're, they're still fundamentally the same. It's just cosmetic differences. Right. Whereas a macro or a micro are physically, like, yes. different. And like, exactly... actually, like, on a physiological scale. Right. And a macro literally is more powerful than a normal person. Yes. So there would always be that, those guys think they're so strong mentality. Well, honestly, that, though, that it's, it's funny, we...
1: But it's funny that you bring that up because that kind of thing has been a criticism that is, or a, a, a weapon, or whatever that you want to use, uh, that has been used to levy against you know, African Americans specifically in our history that not not to the same scale that a macro would be, but that they are uh, you know more quote unquote At animalistic rate. or or you know that they're stronger. Or, <laughs> even when you think, well,
4: I'm not I'm not talking about like an animalistic differences like in culture, society. I'm talking like the macros have something that the normals don't and, and that, that, that the normals would,
2: would consider desirable. Yeah. And like also that that goes back to so uh, like a, a big we black dick. Yeah, that's what you're
1: saying, right? Ugh.
2: So when we were talking about that kind of stuff in, a, in one of our earlier podcasts and, and I said the, basically it would be like, like the sibling thing where there's a younger sibling who is much bigger than the older one. It would instantly create such feelings of jealousy because people in today's age don't like being seen as inferior. If there was a superior race that came across from somewhere – not even a race but like a macro – instantly people would not like that and be so uncomfortable – so it would be really, really hard to accept that, even if the macro was very, very caring and gentle.
1: Well, I think that's my point, though, is that that is – if you look at our modern yeah. history, that is a very – at least potentially legitimate reason if uh, that, that African-Americans were discriminated be so. against because mm-hmm. when the white man first encountered them in, in the 16 or 1500s, you know, 1600s, whenever, uh, part before that, but um, that they were – physically superior uh you know they were they were stronger and 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 you know had a uh in general taller you just had had a better uh uh, physicality to them and that they were able to use their uh, idea of subjugating them because of the lack of civilization or whatever even though they had civilization it was just a different kind of civilization and um, it's
2: interesting uh, to think about that because it's not just our country. Uh, I can't remember who was the. Well, um, I mean, this
1: was way before our country. This was like right. Europeans well, was, and.
2: Yeah, but who was the African American Olympian who went
1: like Jess, the, the? Jesse Owens. Gideon. Yeah. Jesse Owens. But like, 19- basically, Olympics in Berlin.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hitler didn't like it at all that he was so good at what he did, basically.
1: Well, and, and the thing is, is that, you know, we kind of think about Jesse Owens as a hero, but uh, when he came back from the, those Olympics, he was not treated as such in American society either. Right. And he was discriminated against, uh, you know, within a few weeks, if not right away. Yeah, because, he came back. Uh,
2: like, if it was a macro, I agree with Dragonian, it would be a lot harder to accept a macro right off bat um we've had instances where we've accepted races and things and that to me that shouldn't even Olympics, be an issue Olympics. it shouldn't even be an issue at all like there shouldn't be any issues with accepting people like at all In even a perfect if they're world. gigantic i know but like it just if people and i'm going to go ahead and say this is a very very strong statement and i don't want to upset anybody but if people had a more general and you know more attuned sense of humility it would avoid so many things how dare you? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, yell at me. <laughs> no,
1: I no, I think that it's humility and it is uh just not being afraid that are the true strongest things that you can do to avoid yes uh avoid discrimination and, and avoid the you know, racial tension or macro tension or whatever you want to call it. Macro tension.
2: Macro-tention. Oh, nice.
1: Um so uh <laughs> That's my line. How dare
2: you? <laughs> but like um so Oh, oh, what was I about to say? Oh, crap. Oh, the uh, the two most common reactions to anything, either new or different, is fear and disgust. So, that's only two of them. I mean, there's others, but... That's actually kind of interesting that we're talking about this, because
4: I'm actually working on rewriting some of my character's backstory to incorporate more of this. Thanks to
2: Crux. And now I just thought of uh, the quotes from... Oh, gosh. Who wrote the story that we were talking about, basically... No, no, no. It was the, uh... Crap! Is it the, the, the name of the story where the, the toys come to life. No, no, it
1: wasn't. In Toy Story, story? in the Cupboard? I can't even
2: remember. There's basically a quote that uh, we said on one of the episodes where... Small Soldiers. The Indian
1: in the Cupboard, that one?
2: Yeah. or There was... Uh, someone wrote a story who had a quote that said something about a micro... Not He basically said something like, I don't necessarily like to have this lifestyle but I have adapted. That
1: was Zev. That wasn't a toy coming to life. That was... I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I got I got very yeah, disembodulated. That. that was a thing doing stuff in places. Hey, did you
2: hear about that one thing with the guy and the place? You know, that guy with the face and the nose and the eyes yeah. and stuff? And the fur. Muzzle. And the butt. Love that guy. Do, do anyway, so stuff. next email. An electronic mail coming in from Neve. First off, love the use of La Bamba. <laughs> I kind of wish you made it the podcast music just for this episode.
1: By the way, I just want to point that out real quick, is that I was really tired writing the show notes. And so yeah. starting with thinking about the La Bamba song and like, you know, I would like that song. Let's make all the notes in Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, I love you. You should be ashamed of yourself. It's obviously you. Google Translate because I don't speak Spanish at all. Um, so
2: Habla Españolo. I, I took two years of Spanish so I could follow. I guess. I'm sorry,
1: not sorry about that. Did it look like, I mean, I guess if you only took two years of Spanish, you may not Know it as well, like a nat- native speaker. I do kind of mm-hmm. want a native speaker of Spanish to be able to, to write in and say how bad that was. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it just like, look. Gosh. because uh, working at, in chat support will get people that will uh, be doing Google Translate from another language, and it's obvious when they're doing Google yeah. Translate. So I can imagine that it would look really bad to somebody who natively speaks Spanish.
2: Okay, so. Okay. So the way societies and tribes would be able to overcome their early primitive carnality... Is not, the, is not only whether the micros and normals can find ways to make bothering slash killing them too much trouble for the macros, not only whether the macros have a reason to go out of their way to do so, but whether they can find ways uh, to be useful to each other. Okay? Spirit, uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, specifically, whether they have unmet needs that cannot be achieved through any other means than by the aid of the other tribes society. At that point... The way civilization develops depends on the personalities in question, the warlord macros and the micros and normals who are ruthless and or desperate enough to do anything to get uh to do anything to get what they want, uh, when they try and take it by force. That's kinda what I was saying with um the whole thing. Because macros wouldn't just be completely dumb and blumbering, like they would have personalities and some form of intelligence. So a lot of it, like I agree, would have to do with just how they are as people, too. Um, the macro, of course, probably having a lot more of a, uh, a, a skew there. Uh,
3: where, 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 where?
2: Uh, where was I? Okay. Some who will be successful and some won't. Uh, some will be successful and some won't. The ones who aren't, even the warlord types, will eventually come to see wisdom, or at least practically, in trying to get what they need peacefully. If it's too much death, danger, and trouble to forcibly take it... And you don't always get even when you try that method. You don't always get it even. Get it even? Yeah, when you try that method. It'll be better for all to find peaceful ways to trade or otherwise obtain it. And from there, it's not that far to symbiotic relationships or at least codependent and mutually beneficial relationships. Okay. So. Gods! It would indeed be easy to assume the macros would be called gods by the normals, and the normals would probably be thought so by the micros, too. However, this depends not only on their size and attitudes, but on how truly assailable... uh, Assailable? Unassailable. Unassailable. Okay, gosh. I missed the prefix completely there. Uh, And powerful they are. In other words, the minute the smaller member of the relationship discovers the bigger one can A. Be hurt, slash poisoned, slash killed... And B, die of national causes, i.e. isn't immortal, the game changes. The smaller ones would still know the bigger ones have great power, power which must either be avoided, appeased, or harnessed, but they wouldn't consider it divine power anymore. That would change the entire nature of the interaction. Healthy respect, and some fear, toward the macros and or normals is not the same thing as abject worship. Uh, Doing all you can to either avoid the wrath of the macros or normals or appeal to them for help slash protection slash development so many slashes uh, of your society is not the same as literally praying to them for such things. The end result may be the same, but the attitude in the minds of the smaller beings is quite different. Without the idea the bigger ones are truly gods, you can't just give commands and have them automatically be obeyed. Primitive minds might fall into that. But again, once the truth is known about power and mortality, even early societies would wise up. They'd still want to keep the big people from hurting them, and probably to help them out in various ways, but there would be a lot more negotiation to go on. I like that line right there. Especially if they have learned ways to hurt or bring down the macros that makes it easier and run to try and cooperate instead of just threaten divine wrath. Wow, what a paragraph.
1: I like it, though. One of the things I think that... Uh, that kind of makes me think about is you, know, you mentioned Bregonian the pharaohs in Egypt that mm-hmm. were kind of seen as gods Pharaoh, Pharaoh. and uh, oh, Japan uh, their emperors oh, were were seen much the same way uh, in in much of J- Japanese history mm-hmm.
2: the shogun no not shogun shoguns Chinese
1: and I wonder how much of that is just us seeing the history that was recorded because that's what the pharaohs and the emperors the told them to record.
0: The,
1: uh, thing. the same, yeah, same idea that you were talking about, I, I wonder how many actual people, uh, regular civilians in those times, really did see them, because I can't imagine you know, if if Barack Obama or President Bush <laughs> or, or any of our presidents, uh, even if they were reigning for life, if they claimed divine powers, I can't imagine anyone...
3: Well, to me, well, that kind of that basis... I say that, and
1: I know the amount of people that believe the things they did uh, about both about the current president as well as the last president uh, that may well, be easier for me to believe than I started when I started that sentence.
2: Well, I'm I'm sure that there is a there's historians out there who specialize in uh, hieroglyphics and ancient Egyptian cultures that could you know that could answer that. But to me, I agree because. To me, it kind of reminds me of if there's only one side of, of an argument or only one side, like the history is written by the Victor thing, and you can't get it any other opinions or sides, it kind of reminds me of like a high school thing where there's a rumor that goes around and there's no fact behind it. Like it's, you just, you, you hear it and you're like, okay, yeah, that's, it's posed, but is it really true? Can it, can it really be Debunked. So, I mean, we don't know, because that society is not around anymore. So I, I agree with you. As for your question this week, I generally don't like being a micro. And when I am small, it's never a case that I'd be out in the world interacting with anything giant around me. So I wouldn't really pick any period there. Aw, boring. But I love you. Sorry. Well, we told That's people ab-
1: they didn't have to answer both sides. They could answer whatever they hey. wanted to.
2: How dare you, Neve? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? You've offended me. Um, to put it another way, they'd all be equally dangerous in my eyes. Like freaking bugs. <laughs> For a macro, while I agree that modern times, colonial times, and the Renaissance are all great possibilities, especially the last one, yes, I'd probably have to choose classical times like either Greece or Egypt. Like Bomba Dragonian. Oh, gosh. It'd be because e. it'd be easier to have power and rule as a king or god, but also because, like Kensen, I'd get to be a benevolent leader who could protect my people and the world.
1: Yes. I didn't think that's what you two were saying, Bomber, Tan- Dragonian. I think they were saying, weren't you saying that you just like wanted to wear a toga? Toga. <laughs> toga.
3: Toga. No, toga, that was a joke. I, I know. I'm kidding. Yes.
1: I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> Successfully said toga six times this cast. Awesome. Um, now the toga cast.
3: Where was I? Okay,
2: and because that time period is also incredibly fascinating as far as the development of philosophy, government, art, and literature, and religion, there'd be so much I could influence there, uh, in more ways than one, I guess, uh, helping to guide societies away from the bad paths they took in history, and toward more enlightened views. By the same token, even the Dark Ages would be a bad time uh, to be in, even as a macro. Never mind if some societies might view the macros as gods, but as demons or devils, and want to persecute him like like witches? We didn't even think of that. Oh my gosh! Unless well, I mean, that's
1: kind of what we've talked yeah. about with modern times. I mean, it makes yeah, yeah okay
3: yeah
2: like like the the crucible, but with macros. Oh my gosh! Oh god, don't get me started on the crucible. <laughs> Unless I were one of those who could help save knowledge and spearhead the Renaissance early. You know what? He actually just brought up something really interesting we didn't talk about on that cast because we probably ran out of time. Uh, we'd never even did like a comparison, or like if we had knowledge and could live in an alternate history like that, like what would we change or something
1: i don't understand mm-hmm. what you're asking
0: okay
2: well if how would we change history if we could go back in time and change yes, it? and if you had if it was a whole macro micro thing, like he well, was saying he'd go back to the classical era stuff because he, he could spearhead the Renaissance if he was in the dark ages and all that kind of stuff
1: I think those things are almost like you have two mutual two two things that are mutually exclusive uh and they're coming together you know the macro thing on one hand because that gives you enough, a lot of power and then knowledge yeah. of the future and knowledge of how things broke down That'd be and crazy, combining man. both of them together almost is
3: like
2: too kind much to a god yeah That's yeah nice. it's
3: i as long as you use your powers <laughs> for good and not evil be a white hat not a gray or a black but he likes them Bad guys wear black hats. Alright, oh, so
1: we have and one more email here, and through. that is what Mr. Dragionian is going to read.
3: Ah.
4: It's from Yay, Rige. I can't I can't yay in a high pitched voice. I'll do it for you. Yay. Yay. I'll do it for you. Yay. Hey, guys, open. thought I'd give an answer to the question you asked. I can only think for the worst era to be is er, in is for macro. I would say the Great Depression is my choice. Interesting. Imagine trying to live in that situation would probably be worse for a macro than a normal-sized person. Right. As for the best era, I think a macro would be best in a medieval era. Not as many things can hurt them compared to the present, and I wouldn't mind seeing a macro king or something. In no, periods. don't be the yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love your face. Micro would probably be the recent 30 years or so where computers and electronics were getting more and more popular and also having, uh, also being made smaller and smaller. The normal would have a need being for micros if they small. coexisted in our history for that kind of thing. I'm doing a bonus one for the best historical era for hypers, yes. <laughs> that's what came to mind at first. Ancient Greece wouldn't be a bad place for them, though they oh, could... Be treated like a fertility god in some circumstances through Greek. Now mythology. that's interesting that
1: he brings up ancient Greece because all of the sculptures of I see of from ancient Greece and paintings, the guys have yeah. really
2: really tiny dicks. That that's for um that's for modesty purposes even in subtlety. art subtlety.
1: It's subtlety. because they were all subtlety. a bunch of pedophiles and they wanted to. They were painting pictures of.
4: Oh, there, Also, shout out to Bamba for doing a great job in the last podcast. Chicken Bacon Swiss with Red Ranch is the best from Arby's. Sorry,
2: Kinson. I will stomp you. That's
4: totally how you're going to imagine his voice. Sorry, Sorry Kinson. Sorry. I'm kidding. I love you. you. It's okay. Wait, you don't have to imagine his voice that you've met him. No, I'm um, saying that that's the tone of voice that he used with Kinson. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, um... Well, what was I going to say? Oh, spicy I, chicken um, sandwich!
1: Spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's—that's pretty good.
2: Yes, uh, the spicy, uh, spicy Asiago. Although I
1: think we're kind of well, missing the point of what I wanted to talk I about. I would say uh, if oh, if it wasn't for their political views, I would really like to eat more of the Chick-fil-A spicy chicken sandwiches. They are Chick-fil-A isn't even that good. It's um, better. It's better. It's it's the best fast food chicken sandwich.
2: You know, uh, I just but again, say, I can't
1: eat. I I refuse to eat there. Then again, I don't even really think there is a good chicken
2: sandwich from fast food. That's
1: because it? you just like getting. Uh... He,
2: he eats too much sheep. That's a part of his palate. It's like ingrained. What are you in talking it. about? Sheep. I actually. Dragonians prefer chicken... eat sheep. Or dragons eat sheep. No. Dragonians eat.
1: They they eat they cows. Eat us.
2: Cows pizza. Yes. Now he's a teenage mutant ninja turtle. You see?
1: Uh,
0: oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I wanted to. I wanted to. Um. Just. Add to Raijin's thing when he said about the micros being really, really handy uh, within the past thirty years. I actually you know, wanted to get a piece said, of like, art. said like five different podcasts. Huh? <laughs> You're eating something, yay. Yeah. Um, but like over the past thirty years, electronics being getting smaller and smaller, I actually wanted to get a piece of art about like basically there's a tiny micro TV repair puppy or something that comes in. It's like here to fix it. And then he like unscrews the back with like a gigantic screwdriver, and then he hops in and starts like fixing the wires and things. And he can do such a good job. And he just has a headlamp on to see what he's doing. And then he's well, like know, done.
1: If this was something that micros would do on a regular basis, then yeah. instead of having to like unscrew something off the back of a TV, you would just have like little portals, little, yes. little, little or like a little door to you slip your micro in. You have a tiny able, door. Yeah, exactly. They'd be able to get in without having to actually take all that stuff off.
2: Oh my gosh! What if there was like a piece of technology that, like, could, okay, we didn't even well we were, we were talking about the ergonomic episode. Did we even talk about like like home living or like living environments and things? Because if you haven't if you have a micro or group of somewhat, micros, yeah. yeah. You know, we could live totally in like a TV save, like,
0: the
4: whole concept of, like, talking about how a macro and a micro would have, like, living situations in real life for yep. a whole episode. I'm pretty
1: sure we've talked about this, like, four or five times on the podcast. I just like it. Uh-huh. That's all.
4: We, we've kind of touched on, like, fringe things, but I feel it's something that
1: could be in more detail given. Well, right. that's something that we could kind of talk about next week with our topic uh, macro, micro. No! Stop! Right there. I'm going to say what I
4: wanted to say about Ryzen Z, so, the Great Depression. I honestly really like this email because I totally hadn't even, like, put two and two together yep. when we were talking about the Industrial Era. Imagine trying to live in the Great Depression yeah. when everything is super inflated and people can barely afford to
2: feed themselves. And you have to feed 10 to 50 times as much as a normal person. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking as soon as as uh, as soon as that was read, too. I'm like, wow, Raijin such an awesome freaking thought but dang that's dark um
1: what if you were a cow and you could produce milk for cows all go those moo. people
4: what if you were a Taurus because you can't sustain yourself on your own milk Taurus um, is
1: not a cow Taurus is a Minotaur and even if he was a cow he'd be a bull not a cow
4: a Um, I mean, your body has to expend resources to create that milk. But if you
1: could produce milk for the whole city, then the city would have an invested interest in keeping you fed.
2: Wait a minute. Guys, roll with me real fast. If you were a micro – or micro, macro. Now I have them all switched up. Gosh. Um, If you were a macro, uh, like society in America, you know people have cars and things. That's how they need to get around. You can't really just walk to another state or something. If you were a macro – Who's to say that food would really be scarce? I mean – Because it was
1: the Dust Bowl and it was scarce. I mean the, the Great okay. Depression was not a localized event. It affected the entire world. Yeah. So. What, what,
2: about, what about across the ocean though?
1: It affected <laughs> Europe. It, it it was worse in Europe. Why do you really? think World War II happened? That's why the Nazis came to power okay, okay, was because okay. they were in as much of a depression as, uh, as I, the, yeah, the U.S. was. Yeah, i actually forgotten about that. That's um, a yeah, very good point. Gosh. But, wow. But uh, the one thing I just realized that I was talking about uh, with the milk – would you, with the milk, would you feel <laughs> weird drinking milk that came from an anthro cow, specifically an anthro cow? I don't see why. I actually wrote about, the reason I'm asking is because this came up in a paragraph uh, of, a, of my novel that I was writing yesterday, actually. Huh. Um,
4: Interesting. It's one of those things where I have a disconnect for it, where I don't really think about it.
2: Yeah. Like, I, I hadn't thought about it until you just said that, but now that I am thinking about it. I understand where it would come off as a little weird at first, but then Wouldn't I just would that think, be kind of
1: similar to drinking somebody else, like another human's breast milk?
4: If – it's because one of the things that I – the reason I disconnected is not because I don't want to think about it. It's because I feel that it can be very heavily dependent on the type of society that is happening in. Right. Like, if it's basically, like, just normal, real, everyday life but people are anthro animals, I think it'd be kind of fucked up. Yeah. But if it's, like, a society where, like, yes. it has evolved as anthros and it's, like, changed a little bit to match that, yes. stuff like that would probably be more commonly accepted. Okay. That's, That's exactly what I
2: was thinking, too. Because normal doesn't – normal – there is no set normal. And I just so thought of, too contextual. I, I just I just thought of a uh like a, an anthro coming from our our universe and like going into the, some parallel universe like that where they were always like grew, like evolved as anthros and then just seeing that situation.
1: <laughs> and then just be like ah, ah, ah.
2: gosh.
1: All right, so now I can make that transition I was trying to make that Dargonian kept me from making because Degronia's Now that he's done
2: fuming so, uh, the
1: next week's episode is going to be our last full episode before Valentine's Day. I finally
2: get to participate in it! Yay!
1: You've been participating in the podcasts. That's kind of depressing. No, no,
2: I mean Valentine's Day.
1: Oh, oh. I'm serious. I've
2: never had a mate for any Valentine's Day before, and now that Skye and I are together, I finally get to... Uh,
1: oh, it it can be hit or miss. The, uh... <laughs> As someone, who, someone who has had uh, well, experiences there. But um, no. Uh, the the whole thing I bring that up is because we were been wanting to talk uh, for a while about uh, relationships, macro, micro relationships, and just you know, mm-hmm. I guess relationships in the furry community in general, but yeah. specifically uh, how it applies to the micro. fandom and kind of have it, uh, is this kind of going to be like our Doctor Laura episode or something like that? No, that'd be more like <laughs> sex talk. <laughs> Doctor Phil the one who gives more.
2: I had Doctor I...
3: Phil's
1: not really relationship Sorry. advice though. I know. Well, um. Wait,
3: no, is
4: it. it but... This is going to be more like one of those, like, 40-year-old out-of-date uh, movies that they'll show kids in school <laughs> about, like, how you, like, interact with your first date and stuff. I just thought of Fallout. And sex now. ed.
1: So, like, our. You know, where it's like, little Timmy is going to talk <laughs> to Miss Jeanette for the first time. So, is this going to be that a sex ed episode? Is that what we we're turning into? That's not what I was. Well, not I guess, I guess sex... honestly, with the it's people. It's not just that we're sex have, ed. So, we're actually going to try something new. Uh, uh, I won't uh, be
2: here for that episode. If we're gonna uh, We're gonna going eat. to
1: actually have two guests. Uh but They the said reason, it could never happen. The reason is is because they are a couple, uh mm-hmm. and it's going to be Crux and Sheboygan.
3: Sheboygan! Who was one of the, Bojangles, one Mr. and, the, and Mrs. Uh, Bojangles. Knows.
0: Sorry. I had
1: to. <laughs> Except they're Mr. and Mr. Shh <laughs> 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 Anywho. Uh but yeah, they were both at our live cast, weren't they? Yes. Sheboygan was not. Sheboygan wasn't. Okay. I know That's Crux right. was. Yeah, he did not make it to MFF. Oh, I'd say. Was
2: there a reason behind that? Just real fast, curious.
4: He just didn't come. He was, oh. From my understanding, is he kind of was kind of falling out of the community yeah. until you know he started to listen to us. Yeah. Resurrection, so. Yay! Cause have heard
2: that revive. from a few people, haven't
1: we? It's not just... Who else was it that said that? Was it Matak?i What said what? That they had fallen. It wasn't Mataki, I don't think someone else had sent an email where they basically said that the podcast. I guess maybe it was Benny. That um, is my
2: favorite. That is my favorite feeling in the world. Just hearing those types of reactions. Ugh. I feel like I'm a part of something so big and great.
1: Anyway, uh, but yeah. Okay. Uh, so the right. They are going to <laughs> be on the show, hopefully together. Uh, I don't exactly know, since they live together, how that's going to work. From if they're going to have different computers or not. To we'll be probably. in the other room. We'll need to talk about that with them. Um, I think they may just we we'll huddle around a microphone and share. Uh, it's so tiny. The cuddle? No, you got to say right. They'll cuddle uh, around a microphone. But and share. So, you know, for <sighs> the whole thing we want to talk about is not just the mechanics, I guess, of a relationship, or not just you know Her how memories. to you know, how it would work between a macro and a micro, between two macros. Um, I do want to try to get a little bit real into it. Can you we know, dive about, into the heart with it. About the the nature of relationships within the furry community. Because I think there are a lot of people who just are really uh, unsure of that. And that right. hearing some of that from someone who has been... How long have they been together, Dragonian? Do you know? I honestly don't know. Okay. Pretty really much as it. long as I've known them. But yeah, like I mean, I, it seems like they've been a kind of a long-term couple. And so seeing kind of how... The, to make a roadmap for success. Now, obviously, everyone's going to be different with each couple, but to get some good pointers on that and, and to uh, find ways to better yourself within a relationship if you're in one or to uh, – if you if you want to be in one to become yes. more likely for that to happen. Uh, it, I think it's always good to get some kind of advice for that. So we'll have fun with it, but we are also going to try to uh, Raise take, yourselves. It, take it probably a little more seriously maybe than mo- many, some of our other topics that we've done. Everyone,
2: uh, brace yourselves. This is going to probably uh have a lot more IRL content than any of our other podcasts. Because we're going to be real, yo.
1: Sound good to you too, Dragonian? Uh-huh.
2: Hello and welcome to Size Matters Relationship Advice. I'm your host, Kenson Shimobi. Joining me today. We have Quandri Bashu are, and Dragonian. Thank you very much, you're, gentlemen, you're for joining you're Also, Also Sheboygan and Crook.
1: Kenson, Kenson, you're a week early. What? Okay, so that's going to be next week, week. so uh, (laughs) just to let you know, uh, we will, as as we kind of talked about in the last episode, any emails that are sent in uh, after this episode will not be read until the next half episode. We're going to push all of our emails to that so that we can have
2: uh, a little more time. Yeah, exactly. Where we keep all the emails
4: pushing emails far away to be read another see, day. See, see,
2: what happens is if you get trapped in the jar, it's your job at that point to go through all the emails and read them ahead of time and let us know what's going on.
1: So you're still... A okay, so anyway. So, uh, that's gonna be pretty much it for the end of episode 16.5, is- except for...
4: oh crap! I totally forgot what I was wanting to mention on the podcast. We never mentioned furry superheroes are super gross. Oh, no, I- yeah, you I need did. King I- Dead I- on I thought about that, though. Well, no, he's talking
1: about... Th- you're talking about the... Cartoon, or the college chamber video, right
4: yeah, the really yeah the oh. the really really fucked up one that made us all feel ashamed, I think you feel ashamed at all
0: <laughs>
2: I don't know if we should show Kenston because it's very sexual, but it's also very funny, uh, well, you've ruined my hopes and dreams on lots of other things
1: <laughs> it is nothing that you probably wouldn't see on adult swim okay is that is that a fair statement I th- uh, big onion. I say it's a little
2: more Maybe extreme a little than Adult more, Swim, but yeah, not a, a lot. lot I love college humor, though. Like, uh, I, I the first thing I ever saw. Sh- should humor we make was him? Power should Bush. we make him watch it and then listen to his reaction? Gosh, right now. Yes, right now. I'm, I'm game if it'll make you guys feel better.
4: Do it right now.
3: Freaking gosh, it's called Furry Force. Yes, it is. Oh my gosh, what is about to happen
2: to my brain? It's a paw ship. Fan-freaking-tastic.
4: Are we going to put this in the podcast of his reaction? Yes. Huh? Yes, okay. Are. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you we didn't make it very clear, there's a very, very funny video that's circling <laughs> around on...
2: Persona co- transformation. ...on college humor <laughs> called
4: Furry Superheroes Are Super Gross. And if you're a furry, you have to watch this video. And just send us an email about how ashamed you are to have watched it. <laughs>
3: Oh my gosh! Come on. <laughs> Their power is making people uncomfortable. Oh, that was the cheesiest <laughs> line possible. I just freaking. <laughs> oh my gosh. I. <laughs> I'm so done. Nope, I'm so the yeah, you gotta watch the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> you got to watch the
1: whole thing.
4: You started. You it's, have it's to. watch It's only like go. four minutes long.
2: No, milk is not. It's only gonna like four go. minutes long. You gotta watch the whole thing. <laughs> like
0: uh,
1: steps. Okay, yeah, I was uncomfortable watching that a little bit, but I was, I was feeling giddy oh, about being uncomfortable. My gosh.
0: <laughs> if that
1: makes any sense. Because nothing in there was really <laughs> that different from anything you would
3: see <laughs> on FA. What? And that's what's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable—that
4: this is normal
3: to you. I'm so done. <laughs> Oh, I'm so freaking done with this video. Nope, watch no, the whole thing. Got to the end. <laughs> oh, I can still feel everything. So freaking uh, uh, uh poor cancer. Okay, I'm done. All right, guys. <laughs> Did you watch the whole thing?
2: Yes.
1: All right. So that's our show. The
2: freaking... don't no. The ending. I'm not going to sleep tonight.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The best part of the whole thing is when he's just like, nope. Thanks for that. You're welcome. (laughs) Anyway, guys.
1: Thanks for listening. So that's our show, everyone. Uh, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, and we will be back next week for uh, with Crux and Sheboygan. Yeah. We will uh, talk about love or
0: oh
1: thereabouts, and, uh, and not
2: about furry force.
1: No, we will have an about...
4: entire 20-minute segment
1: dedicated <laughs> oh, to Furry God. Force. Because there's going to be a sequel next week, that so we're going to make you watch. No. Uh, so thank you guys, and uh, have a good week. See you next week.
2: Keep calm. stop your paws. Stomp you paws. I said stop. Stomp And Bye. Persona Transformation. Oh, God. <laughs>
3: Banana, it's a banana.